everyone, welcome to What Really Works, a mental health podcast for young adults and youth. In these podcasts, you can expect to hear us chat about mental health and provide well-being tips and tricks with the odd joke thrown in. What Really Works is brought to you by Discovery College, an initiative run by the Canadian Mental Health Association Kelowna, where lived and living experience and learned experience informs everything we do. Now let's get started with today's episode. Hello, What Really Works listeners. Good morning, Becky. How are you? I'm great. I'm very jealous <laughs> of you who's still able to chill in bed as we do. <laughs> yes, I am cozy, cozy in bed right now. I'm in a full floral pajama set. Um, I have my chamomile tea and I'm laying down chatting with one of my best friends on the phone and uh, honestly, could life get any better? I don't think it could. Uh, Becky, uh, how's it going on your end? I mean, it's not quite as relaxed as it. <laughs> <laughs> I asked that so sarcastically. I'm like, how's it going for you? <laughs> Rubbing it in. I don't think I could get away coming in in my pajamas to Staples Studio to record this. Maybe Honestly. Can, you know what? I think it, it's a Friday as well. Anything goes on a Friday, I feel. Fantastic point. Anything does go on a Friday and it would depend on how bougie your pajamas are. Um, I will say that my partner has a set of very bougie silk, like gold and black checkered pajamas mm-hmm. and they wore them. Yeah, they wore them to the movie theater the other day and fully looks like a, yeah, like a bougie outfit, but they're a pajama set. So if you have bougie enough pajamas, people may not notice. I can confirm I do not have bougie pajamas. Mine are like those like flannel. And I buy pajamas like three sizes too big because I want like as much movement as possible. Oh, of course. Donuts as the pattern. Oh, I mean, then you know what it is. And then it's just all in the confidence. Any, yeah, no one will question that they're pajamas if you just wear it with such confidence. You're like, nah, these aren't pajamas. I'm walking down the street. These are pajamas. <laughs> the question is, is what makes something a pajama or not? Oh my goodness. Okay, we're going to have to dissect this later because today what really works, listeners, despite what you might believe, we are not just going to be chatting about pajamas today. We are going to be continuing our relationship series. Okay, so third part in the relationship series. Becky, what are we talking about today? We are going to be talking about another absolutely core thing in, I would say, every single relationship. Every kind of connection we have with another person, I feel this is incredibly important. And it's going to be boundaries, which I love talking about because everybody has boundaries in some shape or form. And I feel like it's something that gets thrown around so much in the mental health world of like, you just need good boundaries, like set some good boundaries. But I always think like, but what even does that mean? Like, what is a boundary? Why do I need to be setting these things? Yeah. And in the mental health world and also on social media, it's always like, just set your boundaries. Don't forget those boundaries. Come on, got to have those boundaries, especially when it talks about relationships, like romantic relationships. Yeah. Especially on like mental health related, of course, but then also just on Instagram. I see it all the time um, on like relationship Instagram pages or um, especially mental health Instagram pages, but just everywhere is constantly talking about boundaries and implementing boundaries and having good boundaries. But then 
we don't really talk about what are boundaries and how do we implement them and how do we most importantly communicate them to the folks around us because that's the hardest part and the most important part but the part that we often yeah just don't really chat about so becky maybe we can start off with what i love to start off with and that is it is time folks for dictionary with becky becky what are boundaries so to really simply put it it's what's okay and what's not okay for us so that's yeah it going down to the real bare bones so it's as think identifying what's okay for us and what's not okay for us they're quite often based in things like our values and our beliefs so um that's kind of what makes boundaries really important right is because boundaries really are there to kind of protect our values and beliefs or the way that we interact with the world based on our values and beliefs so when they're like pushed or when they're broken it can really really hurt because it's our value that's being pushed right so they're hugely hugely important because when you think about it our list of what's okay and what's not okay is important in like every human interaction really but even more so important in a relationship to think what's okay and what's not okay for us so when you when you say what's okay and what's not okay for us, um, obviously a boundary, or I don't know if it's obvious, but a boundary is not going to be me waking up in the morning and saying, you know what's not okay for me this morning? Um, a caramel macchiato. That is just a boundary that I'm setting. I want a iced vanilla latte instead. What would be an example of something that like would be a boundary, Becky? Like what's a boundary that you have? Ooh, a boundary that I have. Yeah. Oh, I know. I have a really strong work boundary in the sense that my boundary is that it's not okay for me to work outside of my work hours. That's a really good one. And that's one that I don't have. (laughs) Um, Yeah, no, that's a, that's a really good boundary. I was going to mention one and I was going to say, I really don't like to be picked up. So one of the boundaries that I'll set with the people around me, like my friends or family or yeah, just folks that I feel really close with, especially like physically close. I do not like to be picked up in any shape or form. So that's one of the ones that I'll often set. Yeah, that's a really good example. Yeah. If we think about, I'm just thinking in like my relationship with my partner, we have like a boundaries of like what is like acceptable in our relationship versus like what we would describe as like not acceptable or even like the fact that like our boundary is that we've said that okay like this is a monogamous relationship like that's a that's our boundary that like we've set of like it's like what's okay for us is that this is a monogamous relationship what's not okay for us is changing that at this moment in time oh yeah that's a great one and then you can get more specific within that boundary too right and you could say you know this type of flirting is not appropriate, but this type of flirting is, or like this type of, yeah, just like getting, saying what is okay for us and saying what's not okay for us. Um, But the important thing to mention about boundaries and why stating that my boundary is, is not having a caramel macchiato today is because, you know, our boundaries are something that are important to us that will impact kind of, yeah, the way that we, I don't really know how to describe that in the right way. There's some, they're really important to us and they impact our values and our beliefs, like Becky mentioned, but they also are just something that like, I don't know, makes us feel protected and makes us feel authentic to ourselves is the way that I like to describe it is that we're always maintaining 
our own like personal level of comfort and safety with our boundaries and not allowing other folks to cross those boundaries. And if those boundaries are crossed, that's when we need to have a conversation. And that conversation is really not had to, um, you know, push those people away from us, but instead it's just to like keep ourselves closer to ourselves and to like continue to, yeah, to show up for ourselves. And honestly, it's an act of self-compassion. And even it's an act of compassion to the people around us, because if we are clear about our boundaries and say what's okay or what's not okay for us, it helps keep us out of blame and resentment towards that person. Because if we don't set boundaries or we don't say what's okay or what's not okay for us, people will naturally push that boundary or get that boundary wrong, right? Because they also have a set of boundaries that might be very different to us. So for example, like using your picking up example, someone might be, that might just be their way of showing affection or friendship, right? Is picking someone up or something like that. Um, And without setting that boundary, they may pick you up, right? And But then that means you're going to be like pretty upset with them, resenting of them, especially if after the first time it happens, you don't say anything. Because then we're like uncomfortable and we're resenting that person for their actions, but they don't know that they're in the wrong. They don't yeah. know that they've crossed our boundary for us. So then it creates this really weird and like really horrible conflict where that person's like, I feel like I've done something wrong because you're acting not quite the same with me, but you're also not telling me what's wrong. So they're going to keep on doing it because they have no idea that's the thing that's wrong as well. Yeah, that, honestly, I'm so glad that you brought that up because that is one of the the most, that's one of the most helpful things about boundaries, I would say initially, is recognizing that you don't have to go through life with this feeling of resentment and uncomfortability towards people that are, you know, doing things that you just don't appreciate or that are not okay for you. Letting yourself know, but then also more importantly, letting others know that you can control those things. You can control what's okay with what is okay for you and what's not okay for you. Yeah, I was going to say I actually had to set like a little bit of an uncomfortable boundary yesterday. Um, And when I say uncomfortable boundary, I mean, because, you know, setting boundaries is not easy. Setting boundaries involves typically a pretty open and vulnerable conversation, which is why we're chatting about it after our communication episode, um, because boundaries often do necessitate that we have good communication with ourselves, but then also good communication with others. So yesterday, I often keep my bedroom window open and my bedroom window does not have a screen. And there's these two lovely like kids that live above me because I live in a basement suite. And yesterday they were just like running, ripping around the backyard. And I think I must have realized uh, because I was in my room a lot yesterday that they, uh, that they come up to my window and like look through my look into my bedroom to try to see my cats pretty frequently and like find my cats. So I the first time that I saw one of them do it, I had to have that conversation and set that boundary with this kid and say, Hey, um, just so you know, if you want to come and talk to me, and if you want to come and find my cats, you have to come around to my front door, because I don't feel comfortable with you coming to my window. You wouldn't like it if I came to your bedroom window, right? So make sure you go to the front door. And that might seem initially pretty harsh to do to a kid. Um, You know, it would maybe be fun, or maybe be nice to have, you know, to like, let them just like come and explore and like, look for the cats. But in the long term, I know that not having that conversation is number one, going to make me resentful of it. 
Number two might make their parents uncomfortable. Number three is going to teach them like bad or maybe not pro so not bad, but like not pro social skills. Um, so yeah, had to set that boundary and it was definitely uncomfortable in the moment because I just wanted to be fun and cool and be like, Hey, like <laughs> the cats are in here kind of thing. But no, that's not what I had to do. Yeah, you're right. It's they're not comfortable to set, especially when you're you're initially doing it. And it, and it, to be honest, I still like I've been trying to practice boundaries, but they're still never comfortable. I had a situation the other day where you have to wear masks in our in my apartment building, and a lot of people don't. And uh, obviously, like we sometimes have to share the lift, and I always have my mask on, and people were kind of just just getting in the lift with me, that elevator with me without a mask on. And I was definitely getting into that like resentment phase. I was getting really angry when someone would do it, but would do it, but I then also wouldn't say anything. And I was like, I was getting really, really mad about it. And I thought to myself, I was like, okay, like you're getting mad about it, but there is actually something you can do. Like if you're in the lift already with a mask on and someone comes, tries to get in, without a mask on like you can at least say hey do you have a mask to put on and if they say no then you can say do you mind waiting for the next one and you start doing it and it does not feel comfortable it doesn't feel (laughs) it doesn't feel nice to be asking something of someone but I realized one every single person I've said that to goes okay that's fine I'll wait for the next one and then I also feel better like I I'm not stuck in being angry for the next hour after getting out of the elevator now instead I'm like okay like I've been kind enough to say like hey can you please and like being able to like support myself with what I think is okay for myself and what is like not okay with me as well absolutely and that's a great example especially because (laughs) it's so funny when you're talking about how setting boundaries are uncomfortable and honestly like bluntly I the reason to me that boundaries setting boundaries are uncomfortable is because we do not like to make others upset and the reason that we don't set boundaries is because we don't want to hurt other people's feelings we don't want to make other people uncomfortable and we don't want to make others upset so instead what we do is we don't set a boundary and then we take on all of those feelings ourselves we take on the feelings of uncomfortability we take on the feelings of like feeling bad we take on the feelings of feeling upset of feeling resentful just because we have this like super irrational fear that this person is going to be, or maybe not even a rational fear. Maybe it's completely rational that someone would be upset by us setting that boundary. But at the end of the day, we're kind of compromising our well-being for the purpose of potentially sparing someone else's feelings. But we don't even know how that person is really feeling. You know what I mean? Like, It's just, yeah, it's just this really weird thing that we do, I think, overall, because we don't want to upset other people. And I think because of that exact reason, boundaries are, like, they can definitely be challenging for everyone, but they are particularly challenging for people who, like, might identify as a people pleaser. Oh, 100%. Or have, like, yeah, has people pleasing or anxiety because you're ruminating a lot about how that potential person might enter, like, how that person might potentially react yeah because one setting boundaries isn't easy but also what's really tricky about them is everyone has boundaries so sometimes you're trying to set a boundary (laughs) with another person may actually for that other person be like well that actually feels like the opposite of what's okay for me yeah that communication piece again right 
Yeah. And it's, <laughs> Ooh, let's talk about when someone, okay. So let's, I think we've already kind of practiced setting boundaries because we've explained some of the examples, but is there like any kind of forum or any kind of like, I don't know, activity or theory that people can use to try to get them to have to try to support themselves to start setting boundaries? I think one is identifying what your boundaries are. So I think one is identifying what is important to you versus like what's maybe less important to you, like thinking about like what our beliefs are and our values. So like, do we value honesty? Do we value loyalty? Do we uh, value accountability? All these kind of things, because that can also help us understand what's okay and what's not okay for us. I think, yeah, that's a really great place to start. And then also when it comes to like practicing setting those boundaries, it's important to like, especially those first couple of ones, like maybe really think through what we do want to say and maybe even practice saying it out loud. Um, oh yeah, write it down, practice saying it with another person yeah. before you set it with that person that you need to, especially if you're setting a boundary with someone that maybe that boundary has not been being respected for a long time, or maybe you've never set a boundary with that person in your life that can be particularly tricky if it's someone that you are in like a close relationship with or a family member or someone with a power dynamic. I guess what we haven't mentioned is in addition to boundaries being uncomfortable to set, they can also be really hard and they can require a lot of, I would say, resilience from us and a lot of like dedication in wanting that boundary or like in setting that boundary. Because just because we set it (laughs) doesn't mean that it's going to be reacted to in the most appropriate way, or honestly, even respected. And it's up to us to continue to enforce that boundary, regardless of what that person's reaction is, I guess. You know, we've got a hope that the person we're trying to set a boundary with is like willing to listen and willing to learn what's okay for us, right? And sometimes people aren't. And then in that case, yeah, boundary setting can get even more difficult. Especially when there is a power dynamic as well within that setting boundaries. So trying to set boundaries with like parents can be particularly difficult, especially if our parents have the view of, you know, you're my child, I'm wanting to like protect you, like I know what's best kind of thing. And we're trying to set a boundary of like what is and what isn't okay for us. That can be really, really tricky. Or even I had an experience actually, one of the things that we used to work, I used to work on when I worked, did support work in the prison system was around like setting boundaries. So working with the residents around of like, being able to share like what's okay for them or like how they're feeling, asking for help, um, that kind of stuff. And because of the power dynamic quite often, they would, I would be there and they would, you know, set a really good solid boundary, use really good communication, like ticking all the boxes <laughs> of like setting a perfect boundary. But because of that power dynamic, it didn't always, the result wasn't always like what we would be hoping, right? That a prison officer sometimes one they would just be kind of in that shock of like hang on what like what's going on here this is like so new like we don't normally have a conversation about this kind of thing versus because of that power dynamic not really choosing to listen to what your needs are or what is okay for you as well which that's incredibly incredibly difficult yeah a hundred percent and it also makes us question ourselves right and makes us question whether or not we are able to set these boundaries or whether or not we're doing something wrong by setting these boundaries. But you're absolutely not. (laughs) It's just 
uh, we can't control the way that people react to us or respond to us. And sometimes having boundaries, you know, sometimes we encounter some folks in our lives that maybe haven't had a lot of boundaries set with them. And they're used to being able to interact and operate with the people in their lives in any way that feels comfortable for them. So being told that, you know, actually this makes me uncomfortable can sometimes be taken like quite personally by other people because, you know, they don't want to make you feel bad. So then maybe they react negatively to the boundary setting or because they feel as though you're changing the rules in your relationship where those rules have never been in place before. Maybe it feels to them as though they now can't act authentically towards you because, um, you know, they don't want that boundary to be in place. It's the way that they like interacting with your relationship. So um, there's lots of things that could potentially be going on on the end of the person that's receiving the boundary as well that I like to not necessarily be aware of or, or I don't like to like consider and keep in mind when I'm setting a boundary, but I do like to be aware of it just in case that person's reaction isn't what I'm expecting. Oh, they're so complicated. We're trying to condense a lot into, into <laughs> one podcast. But I think with this, we're specifically just trying to focus in on why boundaries are important in our relationships. And the reason that they're super important is because it helps us maintain communication, maintain a positive relationship that feels respectful on both ends, um, maintain, I don't know, like a certain level of vulnerability with each other, I think is required in setting boundaries. Um, Becky, I think I've mentioned it before on the podcast, but you and I started off our relationship very much on the boundaries train, train. Number one, because you're really good at setting boundaries, but also number two, because we quickly developed a relationship in which we were working on absolutely everything together constantly, and then also became very good friends. So we were, I would say, interacting with each other basically 24-7, and in relationships like that, it is very, 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 very important to set boundaries because we had a professional and work relationship, but also because we were with each other constantly. Um, and I would say that like our relationship has been one of my like most treasured relationships that I've learned from in just the fact that setting those boundaries so early on and so like consistently throughout our relationship has made, I don't know, it's just like, the most vulnerable but also open and like we just say what we're comfortable with and like no one's feelings get hurt ever it's awesome yeah no I completely agree I think having those like good boundaries builds that even just that trust and vulnerability that we were talking about yet um on the last episode right because I definitely feel more comfortable being vulnerable with you because we've also set those boundaries of like okay like this is a like personal conversation not a work conversation and you know things like that and even like um you would always be you'd be my go-to person when I have like an idea for something like work-wise because I'm like I, I'm comfortable sharing with you something that I'm a little bit like mm, this could be a good idea this could be an awful idea but I also know that you will be honest with me because like that's the way that our relationship has been built right is you know, you're not going to just be like, oh yeah, that's a great idea, Becky, to like save my feelings. You're going to be like, okay, like this bit sounds really good, but I think you need to think about this a little bit more. Things like that as well. I think, you know, it's so good because we've set that boundary of like, okay, we're going to be like actually honest with each other. Okay. So we're making boundaries sound as though, you know, like it's very much this rigid system of this is what's okay for me. And this is what's not okay for me. But 
we have to remember that our boundaries are tied into our values and our beliefs, but also our boundaries are tied into our emotions and the way that we feel and like, um, which makes it so that boundaries can definitely be hard and, you know, black and white, but they can also, some of them can also be quite flexible, right? So where we might have, we may have one boundary that we set with one person, but for a different person, we don't set that boundary because we feel more comfortable in that relationship or it's a different relationship. So for example, I am a very like touchy feely type person in most of my relationships, both romantic and non-romantic. I like, I, I don't know, like I'm just love hugging and like holding hands and just like very physical but I do set some boundaries with my friends that I do not set in like my romantic relationships where in a romantic relationship, I am more okay with something like someone picking me up or like in a romantic relationship, I'm more okay with like a specific type of holding hands that I will not do with friends, like something like that, right? Just more flexible and uh, yeah, it can vary and depend on the relationships that we're engaging in. Yeah, so they can change based on like, who the person is and like what that relationship is. Yeah. But we do have some things that are hard boundaries for us. And that's really just based on those core values and beliefs that we were getting at earlier. And it's important that we don't compromise on these boundaries when we are setting them, because not only does it make it confusing for those around us and harder to set boundaries in the future because we've caved in on them before, but it also makes it harder for ourselves because then we can get confused on like, okay, is this okay for me? Is this not okay for me? Can I get used to it? Should I just like force myself to get used to it? Which is the last position that we want to put ourselves in because we want to be able to authentically, I don't know, encourage ourselves to, yeah, to like, I don't know, just like to be compassionate towards the things that we're not okay with. You know, I don't think that we should constantly be forcing ourselves to try to be okay with things that we're not. I know. I agree. And I do, I do always think it's important to ask ourselves, like, especially on maybe some things, like, why is that not okay for me? Because sometimes like, when we kind of look at what that is, they'll be like, oh, okay, like, that helps me have a little bit more understanding as to why I feel so strongly about this and why this, when this is broken, this really, really hurts me kind of thing as well. Because that can also help us understand how we might want to set them and how we want to go about those things when we might understand a little bit more like where these are coming from right Ooh, that makes me think of how we can actually set boundaries with people because I think ooh, yes okay so one of the things that we like to talk about with boundaries is like how to set a boundary or how to set a limit with someone um and I think initially what most folks would think is that when you're setting a boundary you have to explain to the person why you're setting that boundary which is not necessarily true, right? So I think that it's very important for us to know why we're setting that boundary and why that boundary exists for us, exactly like you were saying, Becky. But that doesn't mean that when we're setting a boundary with someone else in our life that we have to feel obligated to explain to them the ins and outs of why we have this boundary and why it's okay for us, right? Not only because it shouldn't matter. Um, What I say is okay for me is is either okay for me or it's not okay for me. And I don't really have to, I don't owe anyone an explanation for that. Um, But also because, you know, some of those things that we do set those hard boundaries with can be really hard for us to open up with to other people. Um, So 
you know, if there is a reason that I don't like to be picked up, maybe me telling that reason to someone is actually going to be a really hard process for me or involve a lot of emotional vulnerability or like involve a lot of unpacking of trauma or something like that. Um, so, so remembering that when we are setting those boundaries, you can explain to folks why you're setting them, but also feel empowered in understanding that no is a complete sentence and saying what is okay. F- yeah, just no is a complete sentence. Literally saying like, no, I'm not okay with that. We really don't have to go into the ins and outs of why that is. Yeah, like it might help your communication with the folks in your life, especially if you're setting those boundaries for the first time or if there are all of a sudden like quite jarring boundaries for someone in your life, I think some level of explanation or some conversation around it is helpful in communication and helpful to allow the other person to understand where you're coming from, but also not an obligation. Yeah. And also, you know, the the times where we maybe choose to share a little bit more, that doesn't necessarily have to mean we have to go fully into the depth. Sometimes I might just be like, hey, look, that's not okay for me because it doesn't make me feel safe. You know, something like that versus like, it doesn't make me feel safe because of all of these reasons. Um, Like maybe if we have a really, really close, trusting and vulnerable relationship with someone, like maybe we do want to like provide that. But like you say, like we don't have to go into all the details because as well, like, Sometimes that can also take away from the reason of the fact that actually me just setting my boundaries should be enough for you to respect me and respect my needs. If yeah. Over explain everything every single time. It's like we're trying to justify all these reasons as to why something's not okay for us. Um, whereas instead, you know, one really way, amazing way of building trust is by having that boundary, that boundary respected when we're just like, okay, like, I'm not okay with that. And if that person's like, okay, and like, I'm sorry, I didn't mean to do that, and then can move on and respect that boundary, that's like a huge way of building trust, right? Yeah, absolutely. The other thing that I really love about boundaries, and I don't know why this is coming to my head, but it is coming to my head right now, is that I don't know about you, Becky, but in many of my interactions with people, or at least before I started setting boundaries, now not so much, you know, people are always worried about how you feel and how you think. Right. So it's like if I'm (laughs) especially in romantic relationships or in friendships, you're like, oh, if I do this or if I say this, then Olivia is probably going to be upset. Or like, I wonder if Olivia is going to like feel sad if I go to this party or like I know that I said that I was going to do this, but instead I'm, you know, like those situations that I'm talking about or like I know I said I was going to visit this weekend, but I actually can't visit this weekend. And if I tell Olivia, she's probably going to be upset. Just all that kind of stuff, all of that thinking about what the other person is thinking that goes away (laughs) if you are able to set clear and consistent boundaries in that relationship. Because if you know that the person that you are in this relationship with, friendship, romantic relationship, has good boundaries and will tell you in that moment what is okay for them and what is not okay for them, when you might do something that impacts them, or like say something in a night, you know, if if you know that that person is going to like be clear and concise and set that boundary with you in that relationship, then both people worry so much and less about what the other person is thinking and how that and how something might impact them and how they might feel 
because you have confidence and you have, like you were just saying, Becky, that level of trust in that person to where you're, you're like, I know that they'll tell me, they'll tell me if I do something offsides, they'll tell me if something's not okay with them. So I don't need to worry about what is okay for them anymore. That's true. And I remember you actually saying that one time when we were with another one of our friends um, who definitely really, really thinks about other people's feelings and how their actions really impact them. And they were worrying about like my, what I'd said, but I was like, it's okay. And they were worrying that I'd said it was okay, but it actually wasn't okay deep inside. And I remember you saying, Olivia, hey, Becky's got really good boundaries. She'll let you know if that is not okay with her. And I was like, yeah, you're exactly right. Like I would say if I was uncomfortable with something. Which is awesome. It's exactly that situation of like knowing, oh, that person said that's okay. I know that is okay for them versus... And this is something that I've had to really, really work on, especially like in myself with like my like romantic relationship, because I'd never been in a relationship before, like a romantic relationship until the one that I'm in right now. So there was a lot of growing for me to be done at the start because I was just not used to needing to communicate anything with anybody. I was used to just being able to do like you know, whatever I wanted, whenever I wanted, and didn't really have to tell someone how things were. And quite often I'd be like, oh, it's fine. And then deep down, I'd be feeling be like, oh, I don't feel right though. So like, I feel a little bit anxious now that I've said it's fine. Or maybe I feel a little bit angry. Maybe I feel sad. Some kind of emotions where I'm like, mm, this really probably is a sign that I'm not okay. And then my boyfriend would be like, something seems a little bit off here like you've said that you're okay with it but like the way that you're now like interacting with me seems like something's going on and it took a while for me to be like okay like I'm not okay right with that and that's helped so much because it means that a two-hour thing of being like it's fine it's fine it's fine and eventually my boyfriend breaking it (laughs) down for me to go no it's not fine (laughs) to me being able to go hey, look, that's not okay for me. Can we have a bit of a conversation about it? Or like, that's not okay for me. Is there any chance we could do this? So it goes from a two-hour fiasco to a five-minute conversation and then it's both feeling better at the end of it. First, can I just say how much I love the word fiasco and I should use it more consistently in my vocabulary. (laughs) And, oh gosh, your story. Yeah, okay. No, I just resonate a lot with with what you're saying. It's, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) yeah no it's super important and like good on you for creating those habits early on right because noticing that okay things are going to be a lot easier not only on me but also a lot easier on my partner and my relationship if I'm able to practice and then eventually get better at just initially like saying that no something's not okay with me and I'm not going to pretend that it is to try to spare feelings when at the end of the day it doesn't spare anyone's feelings. It just makes things more complicated and hurts feelings more in the long run, honestly. Yeah. I, and especially we were long distance for the first couple of years together. And I found that made it way worse in the sense of like, it made it harder when you aren't being honest or setting those boundaries or like being like truthful about like what's okay and what's not okay. Cause it, like you're not just there having a conversation with each other it becomes like this weird thing where you're like reading into each other's like text messages like is this what they mean or do they mean that whereas so it was a very quick learning curve of like oh actually I just need to be like 
straight up. And, you know, and I don't want to assume because obviously, yeah, I just don't want to assume, but what, from knowing Joe, I would assume, I would assume (laughs) that he was quite helpful in that process of, and let me know if I'm wrong, but Joe has also very good boundaries. It, it seems to me. And, you know, I know that he had been in some previous relationships before. So I'm just wondering if he already had really good boundaries and kind of opened up that space for you to then feel as though you could, you had a safe space to be able to practice setting those, right? Because if, was he like consistently setting those boundaries in the beginning to where you felt maybe like that space was more open to then do that? Yeah. And even just like opening up like actual like good conversations, like when we first started seeing each other, I definitely was just a little bit like, have no idea what I'm doing. And he had the conversation of like, okay, like we said that we are going to see each other, but like, let's have a conversation about like what that means. Yeah. In my head, I was like, oh my God. Because it, we, it was basically going to go immediate long distance that like I didn't want to put like a label on it straight away and just be like, we are immediately boyfriend, girlfriend. Uh, yeah. But I was too scared to say that in the back of my head. And like, he was like, okay, like, well, for me, like, this is what the, it would look like to me. And like, he literally was like, this is what would be okay for me. Um, this would like, you know, this is something that would not be okay for me. Like for me, that would be like a step too far. Uh, things like that and I was like oh my goodness like this person's just like telling me like directly what's okay and what's not okay like what's going on (laughs) yeah (laughs) it was very much like opening up those conversations straight away of like hey look this is what's okay for me and what's not okay for me like what's okay for you and what's not okay for you let's have a conversation if it happens that they're exactly the same happy days but if it's not like let's have a conversation about like if there's a compromise or like why that's not okay for you and why it maybe feels okay for me kind of stuff so yeah you're right I definitely had a good person to kind of practice and grow with I guess is has definitely helped me six years down the line that I'm like oh I know what boundary is now I can say what I need oh this conversation is just resonating with me so much but basically the person that I'm in a relationship with who I have now told that I love them and they have said it back to me so being vulnerable worked out but I'm in a relationship with someone that has never been in a relationship before. And I think I have like very clear and boundaries and like I'm good at communicating. And I'm, I hope that that space like, yeah, I guess opens it up for that person. Yeah. And also Becky, I wanted to tell you, but I had a bit of like an emotional moment the other day with them because I was like, oh, this is your like first relationship. And like, like, I don't know if you really, (laughs) you know what I mean? Like, you that kind of whole conversation of like now I feel like such a silly girl <laughs> because I'm like I literally have a best friend who is with like their lifelong partner and it was their first relationship anyway I understand the panic over that though me and Jay first I seen each other I didn't think that this was going to be a six year long thing like it is now <laughs> <laughs> yeah I'm sure I was like oh this is terrifying you're like, this will be like a week. Also, I'm going to immediately go long distance. Like, no chance. No no chance that this is ever going to work. But I actually think <laughs> that worked better for me because I was, like, so terrified of, like, commitment because I was just so used to only ever thinking about myself. Um, yeah. And it was absolutely terrifying to me to have to start thinking about somebody else. So the fact that we were long distance actually really helped me kind of smoothly transition into I guess like 
more of that relationship mindset. I'm no, I, I fully, I fully agree with you because my relationship's long distance right now too. And I, yeah, I'm just completely resonating with everything you're saying. Um, anyway, so, oh, boundaries versus ultimatums. I want to talk about this for a little bit. Yeah. I wanted to talk about it a little bit because I don't know if you've noticed this. It reminds me of when self-care moved into social media. Oh, yeah. No, 100%. There's so many boundaries, I'm doing in quotes, because out there that are actually just ultimatums. It's like, you won't do this for me? Well, guess what, honey? Like, (laughs) get out of my life. It's like, ah, that's an ultimatum. Exactly. And it's like... There is also, what makes it really tricky as well to find that line is because there also sometimes is that line where it's like, okay, this piece of per- this person keeps on crossing my boundaries. They're not respecting my boundaries. And actually all I feel like I'm doing is just constantly compromising and compromising. And we're not seeing that from that other person. So sometimes it might end up being like, okay, we're calling the end of that relationship because all I'm doing is having my boundaries pushed and not being respected. But that's different to setting an ultimatum, not necessarily being wholly based as well in like our values and beliefs as well. Does that make sense? It does. But I think we should go into a little bit more about like what a boundary is versus what an ultimatum is, because even I get a little confused on that sometimes. So a boundary is what we've been talking about this entire podcast is saying what's okay for us, what's not okay for us. Um, There are limits that we have based on our morals and our beliefs, but then just also things that we set for ourselves to keep our integrity, to keep ourselves safe, to like, yeah, to respect ourselves and also to respect others around us so that they know how to engage with us versus an ultimatum is I would say essentially just an unhealthy way of engaging with those around you. It's a way of manipulating your situation. It's a way of manipulating your, those around you to ensure that you're consistently kept within a comfortable state of mind and do not have to, yeah, to like engage with uncomfortability or engage with things that's, yeah. um, And try to keep things a consistent way. I would say ultimatums are, are quite manipulative and quite negative and are sometimes positioned as boundaries because ultimatums can be phrased or I guess used in a way of saying like, Oh, I've decided that this is what's okay for me. So now you have to do it. Right. There's an expectation there. Yeah. Um, yeah an ultimatum comes with an expectation. The thing about boundaries we have to remember is everybody has them. So especially if you're in a close relationship, we have to sometimes think about how our boundaries are going to interact with the other person. But the core thing at the boundaries is it's all about keeping our self-worth and our security intact, right? Which mean, means we'll be setting those boundaries based on like what makes us feel good in a healthy way. Um, and like you say, in a way that is going, okay, this is okay for me. This is maybe not so okay for me. Whereas those ultimatums are really that, like, it's my way or the highway, really, is those ultimatums. It's very much like, it's kind of about, like, forcing things to be done in the way that you only want and you're not going to think about the other person's boundaries either when you're doing it. Yeah, and you're usually doing it because you want something out of that situation. Like, you you want, yeah, you have a desired outcome. 
Yes. And there's normally like even sometimes that desired outcome is around just like that power. Ooh. And so I think it's just important for us. You know what's really tricky about boundaries versus ultimatums? When we're new to setting boundaries, sometimes they can come out as ultimatums as well. I have an example that's come to my mind, actually. Okay, good. Go ahead. So because the thought actually came to my mind when we we're talking about how our boundaries can change. So background, I've, I thought of an example of when my boundary changed. So uh, my partner motorbikes in the backcountry. Um, and at first, what was okay for me was just like him to go off and me know nothing about it, which is totally fine. Until one time his bike broke down and he got home like super late, like way, way later than he ever would. And I had a, like, I was really worried because I didn't even know what direction he'd rode in. So my boundary changed in the sense that I had, we had a bit of a conversation about like, okay, look, like what would be okay for me is for you to, at least before you set off on your motorbike, you tell me what area you're going to. Should worst case scenario, I can at least tell the search party an area within this vicinity kind of thing, which is that's like me trying to set that boundary, having a conversation with Joe, understanding what his boundary is in the sense that he's not a very planned person. Part of the reason why he enjoys his motorbiking is just to kind of get out and like explore. So rather than me being like, you know, so then it was a conversation about, okay, so we'll just agree the fact that at least if I know the area that you're going, that's like meeting safety needs. Right. And he ended up buying like a little GPS anyway for himself. So that can like was that is setting that boundary and having a conversation about like why and that kind of stuff one ultimatum would have been was I need you to tell me where you're going otherwise I'm not comfortable at all with you riding your bike the other thing that was coming to my mind as you were speaking is that that boundary that you ended up setting was a boundary within your relationship right so it wasn't necessarily a boundary, like it was a boundary that you were setting with yourself and with and with your partner, but it was also more so a boundary in your relationship. And I think when you're setting those boundaries in a relationship, it then automatically involves two people. So it should have that element of communication. Whereas if you're setting a boundary in your relationship and it's coming across as more of an ultimatum or an expectation, then what maybe you should then consider is whether or not that is a boundary for a relationship or if it's something that you then need to go back and look at a little deeper and a little further in relation to only yourself. So why does this situation make me feel bad? Why does this situation make me feel as though I need to set a limit or I need to set a boundary with my partner or I need to rather make my partner do something or like make this other person do something in this relationship, right? Like it, it it requires a little bit more explanation. I think if you're trying to set a boundary in a relationship and it really is only involved, if it's one-sided, then that's not, then I would, yeah, I would maybe like take a look into that a little bit more versus like if we're setting boundaries and it really only involves us, like setting that boundary with physical touch, for example, like, Yeah, I totally understand what you mean. I think it, like you say, a lot of it comes down to whether that boundary is for like how I am going to interact with everyone in the world, almost like how, like there's like that, the personal touch one, right, is like that, that that is something that involves like every person that we come into contact with, right, there's going to be a boundary around that personal touch versus 
like you say, when it's a boundary within a relationship, then it does automatically need to involve maybe a little bit more of a conversation depending on just like the impact on that other person. Yeah. Yeah. We just, why it's so tricky though, because some things in a relationship and this is where sometimes like, you know, it can be really tricky is because what really is okay and what isn't okay for is within a relationship, maybe the opposite of the person we have the relationship with. If we compromise what that boundary is and that doesn't make us feel good, then maybe that's a sign that like, that can be a sign that the relationship isn't working. Yeah, I would say so too. I would say if those, if what's okay for us and what's not okay for us is not aligning with that person that we're in a relationship with, whether that's romantic or not romantic, then that's when you need to make sure that that relationship is aligning with, yeah, with who you are and like who you want to be and, and is supporting you rather than taking away from you. Yeah, exactly. Oh, I think it's probably worth is just talking a little bit about when we have a relationship and the other person's boundaries maybe isn't the same as ours and maybe we're both butting heads okay well I think so let's say that these and these boundaries aren't like too big to where we still want to like be having communication and like try to work through it we're not ending the relationship right yeah so what do we do what do we do when someone has a need or a want that pushes our boundaries well (laughs) it's tricky. It depends, I would say, on the relationship. It depends on whether or not like those boundaries have been something that you've been trying to implement for a long time, or if it's something that's new. I tend to have a little bit more grace with someone. um, You know, if I feel as though, like, this is the first time that I'm really setting boundaries with them, or like, I haven't really had to do it before, or like, um, I will, yeah, I'll have a little bit more grace in those situations. Um, But what do you do? Yeah, what do you do when someone's needs or wants are pushing those boundaries? Well, I would say the first thing that I do is I tend to try to listen to that person and try to ask them, you know, so I've tried to set this boundary with you and let you know that this is what's okay for me and this is what's not okay for me. And I'm wondering as to why you're questioning me on that. That's what I always say. And that immediately makes the other person reflect on that and say, why am I questioning you on this? I don't know. Yeah. No, I think that's a great place to start is just like questioning without aggression. <laughs> like what's, what's going on here? Like I, I've been trying to do this and it just feels like you're not listening to me. Um, yeah. Or like respecting that or kind of really taking it on board kind of thing. Well, I was just going to say as well, like, and sometimes it's because maybe the boundary that you're setting whatever it is maybe it doesn't affect them that much in the sense of whatever it is that you're saying is not okay for you so for example let's go with like touching because I also hate being touched and I set that boundary quite a lot of like not being touched by anybody and so my boundary is I don't really like to be touched but maybe somebody kind of keeps on like doing what to them is like a light touch of like just a tap on the shoulder or something like that and maybe it's because for them like they don't mind being touched it doesn't necessarily mean they feel unsafe if they're being touched anything like that so they might not really be thinking it's that big of a deal because to them they're like oh well this wasn't that important so sometimes it's actually you like you say saying like why do you why are you not respecting this boundary can sometimes make them stop and think oh I just didn't think necessarily about what you were saying and why it was important to you Sometimes that, that's one of the reasons why people keep on pushing the bound. They're not really listening to what you're saying. So why does it bother you? Exactly. So they're just really not thinking about it. 
The other example that I can think of of when someone might be pushing your boundaries and isn't really realizing um, <laughs> makes me, it reminds me of like a situation I had with one of my really good friends who was just like such a bubbly, outgoing, like fun individual, you know, and like very, very playful and also like quite argumentative. And I think that's just a part of their personality. So when I say that something is not okay for me, because they're just like an argumentative type of person, it's not so much of them pushing my boundary, but just like arguing back with me because that's the way that they engage. Um, so, you know, I'll be like, no, I'm not doing that. Like, you know, I've said already that I'm not going to do that thing. And then they're, they're like, no, like, yeah, you're doing it. Like, and then kind of argue and negotiate it. And the way that I disarm those situations is I then go, why are you pushing me to do something that I've already said I'm not okay with? And then that then makes that person reflect and say, oh, yeah, I guess like this conversation of just me, like, in a really fun way, that's authentic to me, arguing and like debating it is actually me trying to like push you and sway you one way or the other. And then they're always like, oh, you're right. I don't know why I'm doing this. Sorry. Yeah, we don't have to. I'm like, thanks. I appreciate that. So that's how I always handle those conversations. That's a great response. Mm -hmm. Also, sometimes people will keep pushing their boundaries because people have never set clear boundaries with them. So I'm just thinking about a scenario. I've talked about it on the podcast before about like that time where uh, my friend had a VR headset and everybody was like playing with it. And I was, they were like, do you want to do it? And I was like, no. And people kept on just being like, why not? And every time I was like, I just don't want to. And that's all I said every single time. But I must have been asked five or six times in a very short space of time of like, why not? It's fun. And just like, I don't want to. And sometimes it was that, like you say, it was that pushing that boundary because I think a lot of people don't, a lot of the time boundaries aren't being set very clearly, right? Or, you know, people aren't used to being, always told like no and that being a a good enough answer right so sometimes we've just got to keep on repeating it we've got to be like a broken record of like no I'm not comfortable with that or sorry I'm not able to do that or no and then the important thing is that you don't actually go and do it you know what I mean and that's actually something that I found growing up is I would quite often if I didn't want to do something I didn't feel comfortable doing something I'd be like no and like you say, a lot of people, if they keep on pushing it and pushing it and pushing it, a lot of people will eventually be like, you know what, just get your, off, you off my back. Like, I'm just going to do it. Even though it feels uncomfortable for me, it's not okay for me, whatever it is, right? And people always used to be like, oh, you're so stubborn, Becky. Actually meaning, oh, you, are, you like stick by your boundaries. Like when you say that something's not okay for you, you're like actually meaning it and you're not gonna go do it and I can't I can't persuade you to do it people get upset when they can't persuade you because people want their way and if they don't get their way then that doesn't feel good for them yeah because then they're like oh well now I feel and the thing is is they then get a very true reflection of like they're like oh I don't feel great because I've been trying to push you to do something over and over again and you've still not done it so like yeah every time I asked you to do it you actually didn't want to do it so that's sometimes why like they don't feel great about it is because it's like oh like I've realized now that you were you did mean that you didn't want to do it so it wasn't very nice of me to keep on saying it what really works listeners I don't know if I have much more in me to discuss boundaries right now no um if you do want to learn more about boundaries again Brene Brown has some amazing 
stuff on boundaries. And you can also check out some of our Discovery College courses, which discuss boundaries quite a bit. Like what courses, Becky? Uh, Ones off the top of my head. I know that we talk about setting limits in the recording of the anxiety and stress one. I believe we also talk about them in the Understanding Resilience workshop. If you have any suggestions for us, as always, please leave a comment or send us an email to the Discovery College email. And we, yeah, we'll speak to everyone soon. I think the next episode is going to be a really great one because we're going to be talking about things like red flags, maybe things that might make up a not so healthy relationship versus more of a healthy relationship. Thanks everyone for listening. Thanks everyone. We are currently recording in the podcast booth inside Staples Studio located in Kelowna. Staples Studio is a co-working space for those looking for a safe alternative to working from home. I know I feel so stuck at home these days and going to Staples makes me feel like I actually have a change of pace. They offer not only a safe space to work with desks, offices, private phone booths and meeting rooms they are connected to the staple store where they have everything you need under one roof studio is more than just a co-working space studio is a community to help you work learn and grow follow them on instagram at staples studio canada for more information on locations pricing and amenities please visit studio.staples.ca and book a virtual tour Thanks again for listening to us. We hope you enjoyed this podcast. You can find us on all major podcast streaming platforms. And if you don't want to miss any future episodes, you can follow us or subscribe to What Really Works. To find more from Discovery College, go to discoverycollegecolona.com. And thanks again to Staple Studio in supporting us to produce this podcast. <laughs>